You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 117. In this episode, I'm speaking to Janet Murray about how online entrepreneurs can use free PR in their marketing. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Janet Murray, who is a PR consultant, author, and a speaker. After seeing Janet speak, talk about PR as one of the cornerstones of any marketing strategy, I decided that you needed to hear what C's got to say. I totally agree with her that free PR is a neglected opportunity by online entrepreneurs, and that's why you need to listen carefully, take notes, and get into action right after this episode. You'll find links to Janet plus show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 117. I'm so excited to be here with Janet Murray, who I saw speak at the Upreneur Summit in London. I got so excited after her talk. I wrote down everything she said about how to use PR. So I asked her to come here on the show. Thank you for being here, Janet. Thank you so much for having me. So your talk really highlighted that there is a neglected area uh, that entrepreneurs could use, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur and you don't have maybe much money to invest into endless Facebook ads, that there is a free option. But before we dive into that, can you maybe share how you came to this subject in the first place? Yes. So I'm a PR expert that has never actually worked in PR. So um, (laughs) my background is journalism. So I've spent the last 17 years writing and editing for newspapers and magazines um, in the UK, but I've pretty much written for dozens of magazines and newspapers made lots of appearances on radio and TV and basically quite early on in my career as a journalist I noticed something and what I noticed is that most people were dreadful at pitching to journalists so I would get these awful press releases these awful emails and often they will be sent from PR companies that people had hired and often they were small business owners like me or you and they were paying their hard-earned cash for these PR companies that were just sending absolute rubbish. So I thought to myself, if they don't know how to pitch into the media, then perhaps I can show them how to do it. So I've pretty much always been freelance, so I've always had my own business. So I started running these pitching workshops in London um, and by pitch, I mean a sell, you know, a sell, a sales email or you know, how to, to sell an idea over the phone. And so I started running these workshops in London, showing people how to pitch to journalists. Um, they grew into bigger events where we'd get a group of journalists to come along and talk about what they were looking for. and We'd sell tickets to people. So I always had this kind of entrepreneurial streak. Um, and then gradually I realized that I was enjoying running the business and doing the training side of things more than I was actually enjoying being a journalist um, and in the midst of this I started a blog so so basically as a journalist I was being paid by the word to write articles or, or, or sometimes I paid by the article paid by the word and it wasn't particularly well paid so I wanted to get 
some more of this kind of training work, consultancy work, and I thought, how can I do this? And I thought, oh, maybe I'll write a blog. And if I write a blog and I basically answer people's questions, which they ask me all the time, like, how do I pitch to a journalist? Or how do I get in a magazine? How do I get my own column? That kind of thing. If I write about this stuff on a blog, then maybe people will find me and they'll book me to do this nice consultancy or training work, you know, so essentially, I I, I was doing content marketing, I just didn't realise that that's what I was doing. And then as I started a blog, and I started to learn more about how to actually get traffic to my website, and how to, how to build my email list, and how to promote myself on social media, I started to think, oh, actually I'm really enjoying this and I thought what I'd really like to do is specialize and help small business owners so so sort of fast forward a few years about five years maybe um, and now I spend most of my time I spend a little bit of time still working as a journalist I, I keep my hands in but I spend most of my time helping small business owners entrepreneurs solopreneurs understand how to promote themselves in the media um, and I do it in a variety of ways so I've got a membership community which has got about 300 members and growing fast and um, I also I mean I give lots of free content on my blog I've got a podcast called the soulful PR podcast I run live events in London I run a, a couple of big events a year do a little bit of consultancy but but not too much of that and I do speaking as well so so that's pretty much <laughs> what got me does that give you a bit of an overview as to, to yeah the to fast today? forward yeah fast forward to today where mm-hmm. people will probably find out you the first through either speaking or reading one of your articles in not necessarily on your blog, maybe somewhere else. No, yeah. So, so obviously, one of the things that I've always done to promote myself, I've also got a book as well, which is called Your Press Release is Breaking My Heart, um, which is inspired by my experiences. Uh, and um, it's a kind of practical how-to guide, how to get media coverage. But yeah, so I, I've, I've got quite a lot of coverage for my own business, writing for big news sites like The Guardian, The Huffington Post, The Telegraph, Entrepreneur, those sort of publications. And they drive traffic to my website and that traffic obviously means people stick around they say oh actually this lady knows what she's talking about and then they start to read my blog and listen to my podcast but for me I mean I really think that if you're running your own business there's four things that you need to be doing to make sure you're attracting leads and sales regularly so the first is content marketing the second one is email list building the second one is social media and the third one is press traditional press what I'm talking you know I'm talking about and I find I mean I asked at the conference I, I, I asked people to say what they were doing put their hands up who was doing all of those things and when I got to press it was a, a trickle like a small number of, of hands went up and for me it just feels like this is a really missed opportunity because if you get featured in an article on The Guardian, The Huffington Post, Entrepreneur Magazine, Forbes or a big news site, that's a nice juicy big link that's going back to your website and it's sending you traffic. And to be honest, if you're not doing it, if you're not getting yourself, I, I really feel that you're missing a trick. You're, you're missing a chance to, to really grow your business and to grow your credibility. Yeah, but that what's then we come back to the press release part because when people think of PR, they think of these awful press releases. I, mm. I, I I used to run a company with forty and seventy employees, and yes, we would send those awful press releases. So I mm-hmm. am totally guilty, and they are often printed just like they are sent, and it's you can see it. It's just not very exciting for us to read it. Mm. Uh, there's no story necessarily behind mm. it or anything. Most of them get uh, ignored. And most most press releases, you know, some of them get printed, but most get ignored. Don't even get opened. Yeah. So it feels like a lot of a big waste of time and money for a lot of people. Yeah, but then we sit here and say, okay, but what to do? How do we do it? 
Okay. So, I mean, the first thing I always suggest to people is, first of all, don't write press releases for a start, like not not at the beginning anyway. I understand that when people don't know about PR, they've often heard of press releases. So I have created quite a lot of content for the press about press releases because I know that that's where if you meet people where they are. So they come to my website and read an article about how to write a press release. And then I say, actually, there's a better way that you can do this. So what I'd always suggest, and I say this in my book, is to start with the low hanging fruit. So start actually by connecting with journalists who are looking for help with stories and there's a few really simple things that you can do so it's it is mainly used in the UK where I'm based but there's a hashtag on Twitter called journal request and basically journalists who are looking for help with stories from the likes of Huffington Post, Guardian, BBC, they will say, I'm looking for help, I'm looking for an expert who's an expert in leadership coaching or whatever it might be, can you help? All you need to do is is tweet them back. People often say to me, do, do you know of one in Germany? Do you know of one in Holland? Do you know one or whatever? And the trouble is, is that obviously, you know, I, I couldn't possibly know about every hashtag in every country, but I'm pretty sure there will be wherever you are in the world. Just do a little bit of research on Twitter because that's where journalists hang out. And so that would be the first thing I would suggest is that you that you use Twitter because most journalists or most publications or programs that you want to be featured on are on Twitter. And they're like a tweet away. So, you know, one little thing I would suggest is if you want to be featured in Marie Claire magazine or if you want to be in Forbes or whatever, you find those relevant editors, you make a Twitter list and you just start doing what you would do, you know, if you're trying to reach or connect with influencers, you would just start maybe, you know, maybe retweeting some of their articles maybe, or maybe just kind of like start a conversation with them um, and just get to know them on Twitter. And then if you have an idea, there's no reason why you can't just reach out and say, hey, look, I'm, you know, I've got this idea, what do you think? Um, and and it, it really is that easy. So the first thing I would do is use, you know, free resources like Twitter. You can literally be one tweet away from the features editor of Marie Claire magazine or, you know, a big publication you'd love to be featured in on the New York Times or whatever it be, you know, it's so, so easy. The other thing I would consider looking at is media inquiry services. So these are services you can sign up to that quite literally put journalists who are looking for help with stories in touch with people who want to be featured in the media. If you sign up for one of these services, most of them have a free trial, then you quite literally will get emails in your inbox every single day from journalists from high profile publications or programs who are looking for help with stories and you just email them back. It's that easy. Um, wow. And, you know, it's, like it, it's, it's too good to be it's, true. Yeah, it's that easy. And um, and so, so the ones that I would, I would suggest having a look at, so the big one that most people know about is Help a Reporter Out, which is the big US one. In the UK, we have Response Source. That's probably the biggest one we have in the UK. Um, there's also specific ones if you have product-based businesses. So in the UK, we have one called Ace Media, uh, which is a good one. We've got Gulkana as well. So um, again, it's probably would, wherever you are in the world, it's worth just, you know, just typing that into Google Media Inquiry Service or Journalist Inquiry Service and see what's on offer in your country, but there will be something. And, you know, if nothing else, you get to see what journalists are asking about. You get to see the trend. You know, we, like, as we're recording this, uh, mm-hmm. we've just announced the Prince Harry just said he's getting married. So everybody's all about, you know, uh, the royal wedding and when it's going to be. And, you know, and you get to sort of see how quickly journalists work, what they're asking about, what kind of stories they're looking for. And, and you get to understand. And you also get to get the names of journalists, you know, you, you might see a request and maybe you can't help out on this one but you know you can get the name of the journalist that you'd like to connect with maybe get their email address so it's a really great resource so that's what I would suggest that you do those kind of easy things first do you want me to sort of get to get a bit more advanced yeah I also wonder like they don't really want to feature you they just want you to kind of help them with their story so that's a key because I feel sometimes 
I don't want to blame women, but unfortunately, I feel we want to fast track it and want to go straight into marketing and selling our services. But that's not the point here. No, journalists don't care about you. Uh, it's just it's just how it is. It, you know, they, they don't care about they're not there to help you promote your business. In fact, it's unethical of them to do so unless you're paying them money and everybody's you know clear that's what's happening. And um, their mm. job is to provide great content for their audience. It's a really great fit for their audience, just like it is for you on your podcast, you know, uh, and me on my podcast and my blog. That's all they care about. So I'll often speak to and it is often ladies, I'll speak to them and they'll say, but this is the message that I want to get out. It doesn't matter what message you want to get out. You know, it's about you fitting in with journalists because basically they, they hold the power here you know it's their publication it's their program they have a really fixed idea what they want to publish and, and can you fit in um, so this is why I think media inquiry services and, and things like Twitter are quite a good place to start because you start to see well what are they actually interested in okay they're not interested in doing something about my course um, what are they interested in that I could help them with and the other thing as well is that people often get worried that they get asked to write to write things and actually if you're using something like a media inquiry service, often what they're looking for is they might want to interview you over the phone. Um, they might want to uh, maybe just you to send over by email. They want me to send you a few a few bullet points or a few sentences, a comment, and that's really easy to do um, and doesn't you know involve a lot of time or thought. Occasionally, they might want you to write something. In which case, they'll give you a brief of what they want you to write, and and you know they'll guide you. Um, but people often hold back because they're worried about what's going to happen, and that's probably one of the key things. The other sort of tip I'd give about that is. It's often to help journalists out on stories, particularly when you're starting out. If you sometimes you'll see something and you think, well, I can help with that. You know, I have been made redundant three times, or I have, uh, I did leave a job to go travelling with my partner, or you'll see, and you think, but I'm not really sure how that helps my business. So, but I would really urge you just to help if you can, um, either yourself or refer somebody, because remember that's a relationship, and when you have a story that you want to get out there then you can then obviously go back and say, hey, do you remember I helped you out in this story? And just to give you an example, actually, um, me and my daughter, we're going to go on a, a, a TV show. Um, it, it's quite a big TV show in the UK, a uh, big news show. And, and basically, I saw a request on one of these media inquiry services, and it was about people self-diagnosing themselves on the internet. And the journalist was saying, um, we're doing this story about how, the dangers of looking up your symptoms on the internet. And I just emailed the journalist back and said, I can see the problem with this, but actually I diagnosed my ectopic pregnancy on the internet and if I hadn't, I would have died. And, and I just sent her a link to, I'm running the London Marathon next year, I sent her a link to my fundraising page and said, look, this is my story. I just sent a couple of lines, this is my story, if, if it's of interest, and just email me back. She phoned me back straight away and said, oh my God, I'd love to feature you. And I'd love to, um, you know, you're really right, actually. There is another side to this story. Um, and I'd love to come out and interview you. Um, we'd like to film you running with your daughter. And uh, we'd like to, you know, we'd like to come to your house. And we're just organising it at the moment. Now, you might think at this stage, well, what's this got to do with your business? You teach people PR. But that's a really good contact for me. So somebody who's a producer on a national TV show. I run live events, for example, where I get journalists to come. So she's a perfect person. If I can build a relationship with her, I might be able to get her to come and talk at one of my events or to come and help my clients, you know, in, in some way by giving a talk to them. But also, you know, if I've got an idea, I'd love to, I've got an idea for a programme that I'd like to present. But like you said before, who, I'm a, she doesn't know me. Why, why, you know, why would I go in 
as a completely yeah. unknown pitch an idea so I think well if I can use this as an opportunity to get to know her to ask some questions about how things work if I did want to pitch my own program what would I need to do so I would really suggest to keep see it as a long-term game it's like everything in your business it's about relationships and it's about mm. getting to know people and listening and understanding and that's really kind of what I'm all about so I hope that examples you know kind of helps you see yeah. how it you know it's more of a strategic how, yeah and how actually what happens in your personal life does come back to your business sometimes mm. people are kind of like oh well I don't want to mix personal and business and I'm like you got to <laughs> because yeah. if you're a solo entrepreneur it is personal mm. yeah, yeah 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 and I think that often you know however much we want journalists to write about our amazing new program or our amazing new products they're not going to you know I know that nobody's interested in writing an article about my PR program, but I do know that I've had some life experiences that actually are interesting to people. And I shared this at the Youpreneur Summit, but the number of female clients, like when my clients are mainly female, but the number of women that I've come across when I've been speaking at events or I've been um, running courses or whatever, speaking, um, and they come up and I said, how did you hear about me? Oh, I read your article that you wrote about miscarriage of all things, uh, on the, you know, because so, I've created quite a lot of content on, on that particular issue and so they've read that they've identified with me they've gone to my website they've thought oh I've got a business actually I like this lady I've got and and, and this is what I think what you've got to think about I'm not saying for a minute you should be out there sharing all your personal stories I'm very selective about what I want to talk about what I don't but I, I'm quite I, I'm quite happy because I feel that people like to do business with people and if journalists are much more interested in personal stories and that gives me an opportunity to to also often bring in my business then why wouldn't I take advantage of that yeah exactly so you said you have a few more tips yes. going deeper so going a little bit deeper um the next level so once you've done this media inquiry services twitter the next step i would normally suggest is news jacking so oh, this is fun so basically this is when you spot something that's happened in the news that everybody's talking about the media all reporting and you approach a journalist and say hey look this this has happened would you like me to write your piece or if you're doing something on it uh, you know, would you like to quote me? So, a couple of examples from my clients. So, um, I've got a client called Jacqueline, and she's a, a personal trainer, a fitness expert. And she noticed that there was a British model who was really getting it in the neck. She was she was really being criticised and um, for being too thin in the media. So, she got in touch with the the Independent, the I newspaper, which is one of our big national newspapers here in the UK, and just said, look this is wrong, you know, I don't like this at all, can I write you an opinion article about why I think this is wrong? They said yes, they put her on the front cover of the of the newspaper and they've come back to her several times and asked her to write things, just, just they've come to her um, and it was just yeah. that, you know, she just got in touch, she got the email address and she just literally just emailed the opinion editor and said, I'd love to write you something on this. Another example recently, um, Helen is a, a client of mine and she's a public speaking expert and our Prime Minister uh, Theresa May she was getting criticised recently because we had our Conservative Party conference she lost her voice and people were criticising her speech so Helen got in touch with the national newspaper and she just said actually everybody's criticising the Prime Minister but actually as a pub as a public speaking coach I think she did a lot of things right could I write could I write about that for you and I think it is about just developing that sort of a journalist will always say, "Why do people need to hear about this now?" And that both mm. of those examples I've just given you actually great, great uh, plug for your business. You know, without actually talking about your business, but you know, it's a public speaking coach writing about public speaking is perfect. You know, a fitness yeah, expert writing perfect. about fitness and body image is perfect, isn't it? And I've done it yeah. with, even with stuff that I shared this at Youpreneur, but 
you know, I had a, I was speaking at a networking event. I had a lady that was rude to me, and um, and I managed to turn that into a into a, a, an opinion article for a national newspaper about entrepreneurship. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I've done. Um, where I've managed to hook on things, even things that have happened. I'm a mum, you know, my daughter's 12 and, um, you know, I got her school report home one day and um, I didn't understand it because the government had changed the way that they were reporting it. So I got in touch with a national newspaper and said, I'd love to write you something on this. Um, I've written stuff about miscarriage um, and my experience of that. And all of these, you know, so, some things will be more relevant to your business than others, but all of it is about building relationships and all of it is sending, you know, nice big juicy links back your way. And, and I think it's, it's worth exploring all of it, really. Yeah. So what if... Let's say somebody is starting right now. You say, okay, check first Twitter, then news media, probably news checking. Actually, I've also, like in you, because I'm Icelandic, living in Switzerland, mm -hmm. uh, and I I take care of the Facebook page. So I get inquiries sometimes from the media okay. when something's happening. Mm -hmm. So I have been on national radio here. They've not necessarily mentioned my business, but my name, so you can Google me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so... It's actually saying yes to these opportunities, even if you don't see the direct link right away. Yeah, definitely. And and I would also say it's building a relationship with the journalist, somebody that you can go back to in the future if you have a story idea. And often, they, if you if you're just upfront with them and say, look, is there any chance that you could include a link to my business? And they will say no if, if, if they can't, you know, but it's worth asking the question. Um, but what I always try and do is, is just try and find a way of, of making it relevant to my business. So, for example, I've had quite a lot of coverage about the fact that I work in this sort of shed at the bottom of my garden, this kind of chic, chic sheds, we call them here, or she sheds. And they're great because I get in those, in those, um, articles I get to talk about what I do in my shed and how sometimes I, I have clients who come and I do training sessions in there, whatever. So a lot of it's just about creative it's about creative thinking and if, if you've got an opportunity to to talk to a journalist about something is there a way that you can make that relevant to your business and often there is a way that you can bring it you know the, the piece about the the lady being rude to me at networking gig speaking gig it was that gave me a thousand words to talk about the fact I'm a speaker and I get paid to speak you know it's perfect you know perfect <laughs> and I think the thing is just remembering that like that, that people love stories, basically. We all love stories. We all love sharing stories. And what you'll probably find, and I'm sure you've got this, Sigrun, but the stories that you find yourself telling, your, you know when you meet new people or you're talking to friends, and there's stories that you find yourself telling again and again, and the ones that people really want to know the ending or, or people want to know what, what happened, they're often the things journalists are much more interested in than your business, you know. I, my friends don't really want to hear about my business they're not that interested you know um, but they are generally interested about you know the woman who was rude to me at the networking dude I went to or the story I told at Upanera about the lady who made me cry at the at the running club party and it's just about being creative and thinking well how can I make that relevant to my business where possible yeah and these are stories that anyone will be interested in even if they're not a potential client but they might be one in the future they might know somebody yeah you never know how that works out exactly yeah. yeah and another little tip that i would give you as well is that um a lot of the content that you're already creating and publishing on your own website or on your podcast that content a lot of editors on national or international publications, they're hungry for that kind of how-to content. So I've written a whole range of articles for The Guardian, which has a huge international audience, on how to write a press release, how to get press coverage for your small business, um, how to use social media to connect with journalists. I've written those articles for The Huffington Post and also for Entrepreneur Magazine as well. Same topic, just a, a, different, a different treatment. And they send traffic back to my website. In some cases, 
they are higher ranked on Google than my own blog posts on the on the topic, but that's fine because they've got bigger audiences. But a lot of the time, the stuff that we're actually publishing on our own websites, there may be a, a national newspaper or a trade or industry publication that would love to have that topic that we've just, you know, I, I don't know, say you're a coach and you've, you've created something about, um, I don't know, 10 tips to avoid procrastination or something like that or whatever you know that there are publications out there that would actually probably like to have that content that type of content for their own publication but it all comes back to doing your research so the more that you understand about the kind of publications and programs that the people you want to reach read and what kind of content they run then the more you can see where there might be a good fit but I think that's a very under utilized um, big sites like Entrepreneur, Business Insider, Forbes, Huffington Post in particular, they're hungry for that content, they're hungry for content because they don't have to pay for it basically um, and if you're already creating that kind of content for your blog or podcast what's to stop you then just getting in touch and, and offering to, to publish that kind of content for them. What do you think about being a, a contributor to these websites? Do you think it's bringing you traffic back? You know Huffington Post became something like Everyone was going into Huffington Post. Uh, I also wrote a few articles for Huffington Post. Yeah. I did not feel that it brought so much traffic back, but what is your take on that? Maybe there, it's better outlets with Entrepreneur and Forbes, or is it just the blog post? Or Well, some of it we haven't talked about yet. Is Some of it, this is about credibility. So there is also very much something to be said about the fact that if people come to your website, when people come to my website, on the first page it says, as featured in, and it lists, you know, quite high profile titles, BBC, ITV, Daily Telegraph, whatever, Guardian. Um, so that adds some credibility if somebody's thinking about working with you, booking you as a speaker. So there's some of that stuff that you can't actually measure. Um, yeah. Having to face an inter True. interesting one because it has no follow um, links. But actually, having said that, some of my clients have... Um, and it's happened to me as well. They've written something for the Huffington Post that's done really well, and the Huffington Post have tweeted it out from their account. Obviously, they've got a big audience. Lots of people have read it. Another journalist from another publication is working on a, a different story, and they've been found through that Huffington Post article. So I often say, why not? If you're creating, if you're creating, if you've got a, you know, it might be something that you're publishing on your own blog anyway, or you're putting on LinkedIn or whatever. Why not just put it on the Huffington Post? It's another place where other people can find you. Things like I'm a contributor to Entrepreneur. The, the challenging thing is they all work differently. So if you go to their websites, then they will have different sort of criteria for how you apply to be a, a writer for them. But in most cases, once you're in, you're in. Once you get a, an account, um, then you can post content for them whenever you like so that can be quite a good thing to do I always suggest with any publication you try and get a name so entrepreneur they have a form on their website which says if you want to be a contributor you do this I got a name of somebody from a friend and actually sent a personal pitch you know researched this guy worked out what kind of content he generally tended to publish and then just sent him a pitch for something that I thought he might be interested in um, and I think it's always worth it any of this stuff one of the biggest mistakes you can make is kind of send a pitch to ideas or features at you know Huffington Post or whatever if you can find the name of somebody who's a decision maker then you're much yeah. more likely to to uh, get an answer so yeah I mean there's a little bit of work involved but I think that uh, there's credibility and also if you're getting published on some of these big sites there is a potential to get some really good traffic and the other thing we haven't mentioned as well is sales as well I mean depending on what you do I shared a couple of stories at Youpreneur but I've got one client and she sells these funky camera bags um, and she managed to get her camera bags that she was selling on Etsy and, and she wasn't you know she wasn't selling as many as she wanted to she got them featured in 
The Guardian has a Christmas gift guide, which has a huge international audience. She managed to get selected to have her bag in there, but she also got featured in Stylist magazine, which is a big, glossy publication lifestyle they give out on the tube in London. That was brilliant for her because she got in front of a lot of people, sold loads, loads more bags. She's also been in some big in-flight magazines as well, which is brilliant if you have a camera bag oh, and you yeah. travel. I think mm-hmm. I also shared. I know. <laughs> I also shared the the, uh, the story of the lady who uh, the jeweler who uh, one of my clients is, is a, a jeweler. She makes engagement and wedding rings, and one of her clients told her this story about how he'd how he'd proposed to his girlfriend he composed a rap um, which was quite amusing and he posted it on YouTube and she got in touch with the national newspaper and said would you be interested in doing a story about this guy who did a funny proposal to his girlfriend on YouTube it's it's really funny they said yes and printed it with a massive big picture of one of their rings in the middle of it which obviously was amazing for traffic so I think it's also worth mentioning this actually can can make sales for you but often it's the thing about press is that often I, I come across clients and, and they, they, they want to work with me and they say, right, I want you to get me in Marie Claire, or I want you to get me in, in Huffington Post, whatever, because my business is going to explode. But actually, as, as we all know, it usually takes most people seven or eight touch points before they buy. They have to hear about you one place, read yeah. an article, see something on Twitter, see a Facebook Live or whatever. It takes most people quite a few pieces of contact with you and I think it's important to remember that press is just one of those points of contact and often I think people pin all their hopes on press but actually you know the email is important social is important and that's guess what's probably makes what makes me a bit different in terms of my approach there's a lot of people out there who who will sort of teach you how to get press coverage but I would say actually unless you're also doing content marketing email marketing social media you're not going to get the, the full impact you've got to be doing all of these things and so press is it can be quite difficult to measure like with all of our marketing yeah. because you know like my, my web I was just on the I was just on the um, on a call with my web developer earlier on and I have this media diary that I sell every year which has kind of awareness days and key dates that you can use to plan your content and I was saying to him oh my sales have gone through the roof like you know in the last few weeks much better than last year and he said do you think it's the new website well you know that's part of it but actually there's all these other things that I'm doing it's so difficult and I think that's what you've got to remember at the press thing it's it's actually kind of part of a whole you know series of things that you're doing to promote your business but if you're not doing it it's like you've got this 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 whole this kind of you know missing piece that could be sending leads and sales your way yeah exactly so we will be linking to your, uh, you know, your website, Jeanette, and uh, I know you you probably have a freebie that we can link to as well. We'll have all this link uh, at the podcast, on our website, in our show notes. But how do people find you if they're just now on their mobile listening? Okay, the best place to find me is, is by my website, which is Janet Marie UK. I'm also very active on social media so you can find me pretty much everywhere instagram jan Murray uk my facebook page is janet murray uk twitter at jan underscore murray but yeah you can pretty much find me anywhere yeah fantastic thank you so much for being on the show janet it's been a pleasure and i'm looking forward to see you speak again soon thanks for having me ready to turn your passion into profits Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 117. There you'll also find links to Janet and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.